welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all of the trending news and stories for uh, a two-week period. And of course, we're sitting down here to, uh, to discuss only one big story. We follow films quite a bit, and obviously we then, of course, follow the Oscars. And the Oscar nominations uh, just happened today. By the time this is released, I'm hoping it will be Thursday morning, so... It'll be uh, two days from when the nominations did end up dropping. But here we are sitting, you know, in the middle of the night. I got a cup of coffee uh, to go over what we found this morning for the Oscars and break everything down. Tristan, what was your thoughts as a whole for the nominations? I thought the nominations were pretty good. Mostly what I was expecting, but as always, there's always a couple surprises. And there were most definitely a good few surprises here. But overall, pretty much what I was expecting... The movies I was really hoping for to get nominated for certain things mostly did. And then the things that were surprising to me were movies I either haven't seen or don't really care about. So I wasn't super excited about the surprises, but it was always good to see some maybe movies I wasn't expecting to be nominated for Best Picture be nominated. But overall, mostly what I was expecting this year. I wasn't I wasn't really too shocked by the nominations. How about you, Quentin? What did you think? You know what? I'm, I'm an easy man, Tristan. I, I go in with like two things i want to see and if even if just one of them happens uh i I don't care i'm happy Uh, i wanted christian stewart to get nominated and she did so the rest i don't give a fuck about to be honest with you i walked out stoked and happy and so yeah i i I fucking love these nominations it's it's as easy as that Uh, as a whole i know you're really wanting her to be nominated but did you did you think she was gonna get nominated or do you think she's gonna get some help i didn't i didn't I, i i think in my head i assume the worst so i'm mentally prepared for it I didn't think she was going to. I, in my mind, I thought for sure she was in. I don't okay. follow a lot of the buzz, but I'm like, there's no way she's not getting the nom. I don't think she's going to win it by any means, but I thought for sure she was getting this nom. That wasn't too big of a surprise for me. Okay, yeah, it was, it was a big surprise for me, to be honest with you, because I followed the precursors and, like, the four big awards before the Oscars. Uh, two of the four didn't have Kristen Stewart, and it was the last two of the four. So it, all of a sudden it looked like she was losing steam because the the two most recent didn't have her in there. So yeah, I was I was pretty confident. Uh, to be fair, I thought there was a chance. Uh, well, well, we'll get into it now, I guess. Well, we'll discuss the actress in a leading role nominations here. I'll walk you through how I felt, Tristan, all right? I, I sat there and of course they nominate uh, Jessica Chastain and Olivia Coleman as the first two, which were pretty much locks in my mind. Uh, I thought there was four locks. I thought it was going to be Chastain, Coleman, Kidman, and Gaga. And so I thought, you know, Stewart was fighting for the fifth slot. So Chastain, Coleman pop up, and then Penelope Cruz pops up for Parallel Mother. And she was one that was picking up steam near the end. And so when I saw Cruz, Tristan, that was the moment I thought she was done. Like, instantly, I went, that's it. It's over. My my hopes and my hopes and dreams are crushed. I was instantly in depressed mode. I, I I Andrew came over to give me a hug. I thought it was over. Nicole Kidman pops up. I was like, all right, give it to me now, Lady Gaga. Let, let, let's end the misery. And then, dude, when Christian Stewart popped up, I it was no doubt in my mind, Tristan. Lady Gaga. I don't know if you've been following. Is the only person in the actress campaign right now that has been nominated for every single. Uh, major precursor before the Oscars. Like, she was the biggest of locks in my mind. So when that was the last one, I thought, okay, there's no question. It's over for me. And then she lost it. It was a huge upset. I lost my mind. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't too too surprised. 
Um, I guess I, I knew Kristen Stewart was in before I actually saw the reveal. I didn't watch him live, unfortunately. I was sleeping. So you already messaged the group, and so I knew that she was going to be in it for sure. So when I saw Penelope Cruz, I, like I, said, I haven't followed the precursor, so I had no idea that Gaga was that big of a lock. From what I heard, Gaga's performance was good but not great. So I overall, that's what I heard about her performance. So I'm like, I wasn't expecting her to be in there, but that's probably because I wasn't following any of the other smaller award ceremonies. Yeah, it was a huge wave of emotions. Like, I went in hoping that there was a slither of a chance, and the second cruise popped up, like, it was shattered. There was no doubt in my mind she was getting in. Like, I thought there was no chance. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was uh, I instantly thought it was over, and then it instantly happened. It, it was amazing. I, I haven't had that hype in a while, man. That was, like, the same adrenaline I've had since Frances McDormand won for Nomadland for lead actress. Like, man, that, I... Christian Stewart's not winning, let's be real, but just the fact she got nominated, I, I'm happy. I, I'm not greedy. This is all I want. I'm, I'm, I'm Who excited. do you think is going to win out of these five? How many of these movies have you seen? Because I've only seen two of these five. Of all the categories, this is the one I think I've seen the least amount for all the bigger categories. I've seen three out of the five. I, I did see Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. I haven't seen Eyes of Tammy Faye or Parallel Mothers, although I've heard both movies, well, especially Parallel Mothers. I've heard that's really good, and I've heard Chastain is really great in Tammy Faye, actually. I'm going to guess that Nicole Kimmon will win. Really? Yeah, she's playing Lucille Ball, like a pretty well-respected... They do love Hollywood movies about Hollywood. We yeah, know that. The Academy yeah. loves movies about Hollywood. That's a movie about And they Hollywood. seem to like being the Ricardos. I, I was surprised by the amount of nominations being the Ricardos got, but then again, I... I guess we shouldn't talk about Best Picture yet. We should, we should wait till we get to Best Picture before we start talking about that, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. To be fair, I thought Being the Ricardo was kind of underperformed. I, I was I was ready to see a lot of noms for this movie. So they don't like it as much as I thought they would. But an interesting fact here, Tristan, none of these five lead actress nominees are nominated in any Best Picture film. Like, like these five are all standalone nominees. So they don't really true. yeah, they don't really love any of these movies. And you know, of course, being the Ricardo's got the most noms of the five. So I, I think they like this movie the most. Nicole Kidman is a well loved actress for the Academy. And I, you know, uh, like like we already said, they love movies about Hollywood. I think I think it's Kidman. I, I don't know. I was also thinking Coleman only because you know the Academy loves yeah. Coleman. They love to get I haven't seen The Lost Daughter yet, so I haven't seen her performance. But from what I hear, she was one of the biggest locks to get nominated. Her and Chastain were the two biggest locks that I heard going into this. And they, uh, people seem to like her performance in The Lost Star, like that I haven't seen it yet. And I know the Academy always loves Olivia Coleman. So you got to think that's got to be at least a factor here. Yeah. And actually, uh, I take that back when I said Being the Ricardos has the most nominations. Lost Daughter has just as many. And going in, I thought Being the Ricardos was going to steamroll with nominations and i thought this was going to be the lost daughter's only nomination for olivia coleman so you got a point there tristan clearly they like the lost daughter more than i thought and they like being the ricardo's less than i thought so that's a good point they both have two noms or three noms each? they both have three. Oh, okay so, so they have quite a bit like they both have three nominations and then there's movies like Coda and Licorice Pizza that also have three, but that's including their Best Picture noms. So I think that's interesting that, you know, these, they're tied with some of the Best Picture noms. Yeah, there are a lot of movies that have three nominations this year. Yeah, a lot. And I think that's why I really like the nominations here. Because, like, even years like 2019, there were, what, four movies that had ten or more? And then even last year, I guess last year was pretty spread out as well. But a lot of movies 
had about seven or eight, and there was like six of them that had that many. This year, there's what, one that has 12, one that has 10, two sevens, and then the rest are like five fours and threes. Like it's very spread out this year. It's they very have, spread out. But do you yeah. think that's also just a symptom of this being deemed sort of a weaker year, that there are no big hitter movies, really just a lot of very well done movies? Yeah, well, I think this is a, you know, personally, I thought this was a strong year. I think the movies that are in contention are the weaker films. Like, you know, that's Max. what I'm saying. I think the best picture race is a relatively weaker year. I do. I think so as well. Uh, but it, uh, to be fair, the nominations for best picture are way better than I thought they were going to be. So I'm, I'm a bit higher on it. Uh, but we can talk about the other acting categories here. We can talk about lead actor as well. I don't know about you, Tristan, but th- these were the five I thought going in. So this one was, you know, especially to warm me up for the lead actor. So it was a nice, calm nomination. It was, it was the clear five. Yeah, those are the five I was expecting. I heard some people were thinking maybe Denzel wouldn't get in, but I'm most definitely happy that Denzel is in because I think it's one of the best performances of the year for sure. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, these were most definitely the five I had going into the year. Yeah, there was a uh, bit of steam that maybe Javier Bardem would lose and uh, performance like Peter Dinklage for Serrano would pop up. But honestly, poor Dinklage. I blame Serrano for his demise. Like, they still haven't released the film. Like, they have done no promotion. Yeah, no one's even seen the movie. It's really tough to have any sort of campaign behind a movie that no one's seen, right? Yeah, which obviously the Academy members would have the screeners for it. But... It's hard to vote for a movie that you don't even know if the public likes his performance yet, right? Like, yeah, like yeah. just because the Academy can see it, but there's no Twitter feed about it. No one's talking about this movie. No, you know, it's not a big buzz that you hear lots of people talking, and hyping up, and promoting yeah. on their own, and that that make that makes a difference for sure in how the Academy. Uh, but as a whole, I thought this was a good five, but the supporting awards i thought were more interesting to be fair the lead actress was just as chaotic but the supporting actor nominations quickly we can discuss them it's uh sierra hines troy costner jesse plemons jk simmons and cody smith mcphee uh so the 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 two locks i think i mentioned it to you earlier off the podcast cody smith mcphee and troy costner are really the two fighting for the win here like it's between yeah they're the two really going for they're the one that everyone knew was going to be on here. So they were and there. I think J.K. Simmons was most likely going to get the nom, from what my understanding. I would say the surprises were J.K. Simmons and Jesse Plemons. Uh, they, they were both kind of latecomers for the buzz. So I was surprised both of those two got in. I thought maybe we'd get another Belfast boy. Uh, well, what was the other one I was thinking of? I'm stoked. You know, I thought J.K. Simmons was pretty good for being the Ricardos. Have you seen that film, Tristan? The Ricardos? I have, yeah. And I, I really like J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good in it. I, I To be fair, I think being the Ricardos is similar to House of Gucci and, uh, you know, I haven't seen Belfast, but I'm assuming it's going to be in that nature where I think they're good movies. Are they special? Do they need award recognition? No, they're, they're just, you watch them. Yeah, you have a decent time. Belfast is for sure in that category, but so is Power (laughs) of the Dog, in my opinion, at least. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, So, yeah, I thought for, you know, J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos, it's fine. Uh, Didn't need to be nominated? Maybe not. Uh, I think of the five, the clear winner for me is Trey Costner. Like, he's the one that is the best. Yeah. Yeah, Trey Costner, I'm rooting for him 100%. Cody Smith-McPhee, he was really great, but he was... Probably costing all the way. Mind you, don't be surprised. I'm going to be back in Coda pretty much in every spot I can 
if they're nominated, I'm most likely going to be rooting for Coda to win. Yeah, yeah same. Uh, and two of the Power of the Dog boys are here. I thought it was going to be two Belfast boys, but no, it is. Yeah, uh, I don't see yeah. Jesse Plemons. I don't think he really – I like Jesse Plemons a lot, but I don't think he really deserved the nom here. He wasn't in the movie that much. He wasn't important in the sec- in like the third act at all. He just wasn't in the second half of the movie. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good, actually. I enjoyed him a lot, but I agree with you. Just because you like a performance doesn't mean it's really an Oscar performance, if that makes any sense. Like, I – actually really like Jesse Plemons in the movie. I thought he carried a lot of the emotional beats and he kind of tied in Kristen Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch pretty well for the first half of the film. Like he really was the glue of the beginning of the film for me. So I really liked his performance. Uh, I, I would have been okay if he wasn't here. It was a surprise. You know, I was not expecting him here. I think he deserves to be here just for his performance in Jungle Cruise instead. <laughs> that was the much bigger performance for him this year, I thought. Yeah, and by the way, I just remembered the other actor in a supporting role that was supposed to be here and that was how could we forget jared leto for house of gucci right i haven't seen house of gucci yet so yeah. but you're right that was a big a lot of people were just some people were really happy he didn't get nominated other people were disappointed he didn't get nominated his role seems very polarizing to most people yeah his his, his performance is terrible but i wanted him in there Tris, and i thought it would have been hilarious so we can also discuss the supporting actress which was the first nomination of the ceremony it was the first one they showed and it was one of the craziest they really went out guns blazing here i don't know if you kind of saw how nuts this was but jesse buckley and judy dench for the record neither of them were really in the campaign trail at all there was no buzz for either of these two and they both just popped in out of nowhere yeah i didn't hear much buzz for them at all the big names i was hearing here really Ariana DeBose and Kristen Dunst were the two big ones I knew going into this. I really thought they, uh, how do you pronounce it? Anjanuno? Anjanu Ellis. Anjanu Ellis. I thought she was fantastic in King Richard. I really liked her performance. I was hoping she could nominate. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she was. I'm pretty sure she's, you know, like that third or fourth nom. I didn't think she was going to get snubbed. So those three I wasn't surprised by at all, but I don't really know who else was supposed to be the, the other two nominations. I can't really think of anyone else, any other supporting actress performance. Yeah, Anjanu Ellis uh, is the one I'm rooting for here. I don't think she has any chance at winning, but I really liked her performance in King Richard. I liked her a lot. Yeah. I haven't seen West Side Story yet, though, and I heard Ariana DeBose is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm yeah. waiting for that one, but I do like Anjanu Ellis over Kristen Dunst. Even though I thought Kristen Dunst's performance was very good, it might just be because I like King Richard overall better than Power of the Dog, but I thought Anjanu Ellis. Yeah, I think Kristen Dunst was great, actually. Yeah, I, I really liked her Yeah, I thought, she, I thought I think it's the best performance I've ever, ever seen her give. Yeah, I, I agree. I can agree with that. But I do believe Anjan Ellis is my personal favorite of the five. Of course, have you seen I, West Side Story yet? I was about to say, I haven't actually seen West Side Story yet. Okay. And I have heard DeBose is... And she's the one that seems to be the runaway winner here. She's probably going to take the win. So I, I'm excited to check her out there. The other contenders, uh, a lot of people thought Balf from Belfast, uh, the other supporting actress for that film, was going to make it. I haven't seen Belfast either. You have, Tristan, so I don't know if you can weigh in on which performance was better. Judy Dench, from my understanding, was a lot more important. The other one was just a little girl, right? Like the young girl? I believe Balf was the mother. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on her character, to be honest with you. Okay, because what I heard was she had... Quite a bit of good... She had a few really good scenes in the film and Judy Dench was kind of just there. So people were pretty upset that they chose her just because she was more recognizable when Balf was the better performance. Uh, Balf was getting a lot of nominations lately. So people thought she was a for sure nomination. 
Oh, okay. I think that in this case, I think they just went with a bigger name. I think you know so. I mean, I think the Academy just knows Judy Dench. She's a well-known actress. She's a known quantity. I feel that's probably the X factor. That's why they gave her the edge over the other performance. Yeah. Honestly, Belfast was a very forgettable movie. And I'm going to be real. I'm drawing a blank on a lot of Belfast. Okay. It was a very, very forgettable movie to me. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Buckley and Judy Dench were really big upsets here for the nominations. Uh, and for a guy that was rooting for an upset for a supporting actress to see if uh, Ann Dowd could sneak in, you know, I, I got the wrong up- upset, but at least I got what I wanted. For Mass? Yeah, I was wanting Ann Dow to sneak in. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I, know. I knew Mass wasn't getting any noms. I, I would have loved to see it happen because she was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, more deserving than Judy Dent, I would say. Uh, but <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Going into the. Going into the morning, I was wanting, I was rooting for two things: Ann Dowd for supporting and Kristen Stewart for lead. Uh, you know, at least I got one. I wasn't, I wasn't holding my breath for Ann Dowd. I was hoping for no. a miracle. But we can discuss the animated feature film. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this one, Tristan, because this really was the clear five, similar to lead actor. Uh, we got Encanto. There was a big five, yeah. Yeah, Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell vs. the Machines, and Ray and the Last Dragon. You know, I think we all saw it coming. Yeah, I think Encanto's probably the big uh, like contender to win, but oh, yeah. I would really hope Mitchell's versus Machines can pull it off. Uh, although it's mostly going to be Encanto versus Luca, it seems like. I don't even think Ray and the Last Dragon, I think, is here just because they didn't have a fifth one to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray's definitely uh, I don't like believe the fifth. It really stands up to the other three. I haven't seen Flea yet, but the other three, yeah. I think, are for sure above Ray and the Last Dragon. I actually would have liked to see Vivo get that fifth spot over Ray and the Last Dragon myself, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting it, but I was really hoping. I also want to point out though, we mentioned how a couple movies like Licorice Pizza and another one nominated for Best Picture only have three nominations total. Coda. Coda also only has three nominations total. Flea is nominated for three Oscars as well. Mm-hmm. For animated feature, international feature, and documentary. Yeah. Which I don't know if any movies been nominated for those three oddly specific categories before. To be an animated foreign documentary feels pretty unlikely and this is i think this might be the first yeah it, it, i think it's the first as well tristan and that's why i just every time i think about it i just need to see this movie it looks so I, interesting. i'm so yeah. interested in knowing like how what is it how how could it be all three of these things that animated documentary just seems so weird i'm amazed i cannot wait to watch this film flea looks incredible and yeah it would have been on the 2021 podcast if yeah. it would have had an international release before and I Before. guess with that argument in itself, Flea might be Encanto's biggest uh, competition because can Flea miss all three, right? Like, no offense, but it's not going to win documentary. I think Summer of Soul might be the standout there. And then International, obviously one of them is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, so. it's for sure not winning International. I still think Documentary might give it a run for its money. Documentary, that's And fair. I think Animated, once again, I still think it give it a run for its money. However... I don't think it's going to beat Encanto. I don't think so. Or even Luca, honestly. To, to beat a Pixar movie is very difficult. But even my a subpar Pixar movie like Brave can win. Yeah. So, or Toy Story 4. You know what I mean? Even, even the bad Pixar movies can win. We got a good one this year. I'm not, I'm not quite expecting a, a big upset here from Flea. My argument uh, against Luca, I don't think Luca has any chance, and that's because Encanto's nominated for score. So I think it clearly already has more favorite. I think Encanto's also some more... You know, bigger impact animated movie of the yeah. two. You know, and animated a huge splash. Don't 
Don't Talk About Bruno made it all the way to number one on Billboard Hot 100. That, no Disney song's done that since the 90s. It beat out freaking Let It Go. Encanto's a huge, where Luca kind of came and went, and I feel like I haven't heard much talk about it. Like, I probably Maybe. heard more talk about Rhea than I have Luca, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. I've, I've heard no one talk about Rhea, so I, that might be a little too far. But I agree with you. Luca was definitely just a splash in the pool there. Uh, it didn't make much of an impact. No, unfortunately, because I think it's way better than a lot of Pixar movies that do make Oh, uh, you're preaching to the choir here. You, you like it even more yeah. than I do. Yeah, you know yeah, how much I, know, I love Luca. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to keep it real. Yeah, I don't think Luca has any chance here. Uh, we can talk about cinematography, and we'll throw production design in this as well, because they have the same five. The, we, oh, do they really? Yeah, I, I noticed that while I was watching it live, because, uh, you know, we'll get into production design, because I'm very into that category. So I was following it closely, but it was, you know, both cinematography and production design have Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. The Tragedy of Macbeth, another movie with three noms, but not Best Picture. Yep. Yep. Not only that, yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth, nobody really had it in production design. Like, it kind of, people thought, you know, Macbeth has cinematography and Denzel. Like, like that's it. It's not got, it doesn't have that much steam. But I got production design. And, you know, me and you both love this movie, Tristan. Uh, the film has fantastic production design. Like, what a great nomination. It looks fantastic. Yes. What a use of a smoke machine. They really got their money's worth for that one. <laughs> that fog machine was on bust the whole movie. Yeah. They must have burned through three of those bad boys. There were so much fog in every scene. I loved it. It looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. It looked great. It's undoubtedly the best. Okay, I haven't seen all the cinematography. Oh, never mind. Dune's on there. Uh, I haven't. I've only seen three of the five here. I Power of the Dog cinematography I thought was really well done. It's probably one of my favorite yeah. parts of the movie. I agree. However, it's not as good as Macbeth or Dune. I agree. And I haven't seen West Side Story or Nightmare Alley yet. Yeah, I haven't seen Nightmare Alley or West Side Story yet. But from what I've heard of those two, the cinematography is apparently incredible in both of those as well. And just oh, from really? that alone, I think they killed it. I, I really do. I want to kind of give a bit of praise when they get it right. You know, obviously they got Anne Dowd wrong. Clearly the Oscars isn't perfect, but I, I think this is the five for both. I think they killed it because Dune has, you know, Dune, Power of the Dog, and Tragedy Macbeth, the three I have seen, are incredible. And They're of all course, phenomenal. Of course, you know, I personally think Spencer is top five cinematography for me. I think it looks incredible. But it's such a, you know, it's not really an Oscar movie. And when you have this many films that have this great, like th this incredible cinematography in it, you know, it it's tough competition. So, you know, Green Knight and Spencer, I think are some of the best cinematography of the year. But I think this year was a tough year to compete. Yeah, there's a lot of really great cinematography this year. And yeah. these five all seem like really deserving five. I'm really excited to check out West Side Story and Nightmare Alley. Yeah, I'm very excited for uh, Nightmare Alley in particular. I've been wanting to see it for a while. I, I just keep stopping myself because of the runtime. It is very How long. How long is it? Uh, it's two hours and I want to say 40 minutes. Gosh, that is long. Yeah, I could be wrong. It could be maybe a little shorter, but it, it, it is a, it's a long movie. And they don't sing at all in it. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, Tristan, but there was an upset for both, actually. For cinematography, uh, one of the lead contenders was Belfast. Okay. Yeah, Belfast was good. 
But of the three movies I've seen on here, Dune, Power of the Dog, and Tragedy Macbeth, they're all better for sure. Right. I thought all three of them had better cinematography. You know, Tragic Macbeth's use, use of a, a black and white contrast, Power of the Dog's framing work and everything, way better than anything I saw in, in, a, uh, in Belfast in general. So I for sure like the three. I haven't seen West Side Story Nightmare Alley, so I don't know if they hold up better than Belfast or not. Belfast was good. It just wasn't anything special. Nothing like Belfast didn't do anything better than any other movie I've seen before it has done. You know what I mean? Like, like I've seen other movies do everything Belfast tried to do, but better. Right. And then for production design, uh, the big upset is one of my personal favorites of the year, The French Dispatch. Yeah, I think that movie just kind of got overlooked in general, and that's why yeah. I didn't get the I do think the production design of that movie was very well done. In fact, I'd probably give that movie production design the edge over Power of the Dog. I would too. Um, I would. Yeah, it's tough. I, I was going to say it might be the best of the year, but Dune and Tragedy Macbeth. I do Macbeth, for yeah. sure better. I was about to say, I think I might even give it the edge over Macbeth. I thought Macbeth's cinematography was way better right. than oh, his yeah. production design. Production design was good in Macbeth, but cinematography was where it really shined. I would agree with you there. Yeah, I think Dune has the best production design uh, oh, I, would put, I would put french dispatch second i think just especially because it's an anthology so they create like three completely different worlds with you know the the whole structure of all these buildings i, I think the production design there is incredible I, I, do I agree with you one knock against the production design though was the production design was very very similar to that of grand budapest hotel which is did that win best production design yes I thought so. And so, it, you know, they're basically just doing the same aesthetic, just different stuff, if that makes sense. I would I would argue against that. I think Grand Budapest, the production design is intentionally very pink and purple. And just the like, color it's palettes very, are different. Yeah, it's very royal and glamorous, while the production design in this is very gritty. It's very black and white and dirty. Uh, so I, I think the whole look of the world, like, of course, they are very similar to the worlds. Every Wes Anderson film is in that world aesthetic. But, but I think the the world that he created is very more, it's, it's more gross and nasty, but beautiful at the same time. I think that's what the whole point of the film is, is how beautiful the world is, no matter how gross it, it looks at first. And so I think the film definitely has a different style, uh, even though it's still in the Wes Anderson, you know, archives uh, i I, th- I thought the production that was great um but i agree with you that you know it was the only nomination it was going to compete for here and i guess the oscar voters just probably didn't watch it that, that, that's my guess that probably yeah, they got so many movies to watch and they did a great job really uh we can't stress this enough yeah. like they've given a lot of acknowledgement to a lot of great films except for mass so yeah, yeah, Mass got overlooked. But I think Mass also didn't have the marketing behind it either. It didn't. No, it didn't. It got picked up by a company that unfortunately just did not have the budget to compete with all these other films. So we can move on to costume design, Tristan. We can quickly talk about this one. I don't really got much to say. Cruella, Serrano, Dune, Nate Morale, and West Side Story. That's a pretty good five. I was surprised to see Serrano get any nominations. I didn't think they were going to get any at all. So, I mean, I guess they got the, the one here for costume design. Woo! Like I said, so unseen. So I've only seen Corella and Dune here. Both those two felt pretty pretty clear nominees in my mind. So this nothing too surprising. From what I've seen of Nightmare Alley and West Side Story, they both look great. Yeah, uh, this was one of the ones I was hoping Spencer would snag because I got a few nominations in the precursors. And, of course, 
I love Spencer. Uh, so uh, when I saw it missing here, and you know, obviously it's going to miss score when we discuss it. I thought Stewart would. Like, that's what I was talking about. Just going in, I had some hope, but it kept tearing me down. Every little chance I thought it might have was disappearing, uh, and this was one of them. Uh, it, it did not show up here. Yeah, it did have a great costume design, but I never thought it really would have a chance just because I, I didn't think the Oscars would look at it that right. way. Yeah. So we can talk about directing here, uh, one of the other big ones, and that's going to be Belfast, Drive My Car, Licorice Pizza, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Uh, the big surprise, considering that it's the second most successful film of the morning, and that's Dune for Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I'm pretty disappointed to just not see him on here. I am too. They gave it to the drive my car guy in Belfast instead, I guess. I, yeah, well, and Licorice Pizza, right? Like, this is only one of three for Licorice Pizza. That's true. I thought PTA, of course, I'm going to give it to PTA. Yeah. But then again, they didn't give it to Danny Villeneuve, who's another big name. So I guess that might be a bad argument, eh? Yeah, and especially because PTA famously has never actually won an Oscar. Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's always had the stigma that the Academy doesn't really like PTA because he's never gotten an Oscar yet. Uh, but, but, you know, th this could be his chance. Uh, you know, two of the three nominations for this movie uh, are for PTA, uh, directing and then obviously screenplay. So he has 66% chance of this movie getting a win for him to get a get an Oscar. And all five of these movies are nominated for Best Picture, which I guess is to be expected of the Best yeah, Director. Yeah, that tends to happen. But yeah, I'm, I am surprised about Dune because not only do I think Denis Villeneuve is just a fantastic director, but I think Dune in and of itself, is just a film that was so spectacular because of its direction. I really thought, I thought he would have been a great nomination. Yeah, I feel like he must have deserved to get a nomination here. Pretty disappointed to see him not on here. I haven't seen most of this category, though, so I guess I can't say two. Oh, no, that's not true. I've seen three of the five. And yeah, yeah I think he, no, only two of the five, my bad. Let's talk about film editing. I don't know about you, Tristan. Uh, but do, do you know the significance of the film editing category? I'm sure I told you last year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the winner for like the past like 13 years or something has always been nominated for... The winner Best Picture, I mean, has always been nominated for film editing as well, right? Let's go even bigger than that. This is the, the 90th... Senior? This is the 94th Academy Award, obviously. The, 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 the 94th year, only three of the 94 years did the Best Picture winner not get film editing. Only three of the 94 years, eh? Yeah. Okay, so it's a pretty important category. And once again, of course, all five are not for Best Picture. But no, oddly enough, no, only Tristan, one. Tristan, Tick, Tick, Boom didn't get nominated. Oh, right. Tick, Tick, Boom wasn't nominated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so there are 10 nominations for Best Picture. And in my mind, Tristan, there are four contenders. I, I, I'm full on in the editing thing. Considering that Parasite and Nomadland which are not, well, Parasite is well-known for it. Like, the editing in Parasite's incredible. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dismiss it. But going in at that point, nobody thought Parasite was going to win. And it's it got the editing. That was the one thing that people were like, well, maybe it has a chance. It's in editing, at least. And Nomadland, which, you know, the editing is good, but nobody thought that it was, you know, phenomenal editing-wise. Both of them were nominated for it. Uh, and, and that continues to happen here. The five nominations is Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom, spoiler, is not a Best Picture contender. So really, Tristan, like these are the four I see as the chance to win the whole thing. Huh. So Belfast, which, you know, it's 
has the second most nominations of any movie I think here uh, this year. Uh, you don't think that one has? It's the third most. Dude, Dune has the second most, but it's all well, technical. Dune, like Dune second, yeah, that's true. All the technical categories, that's true. Only one of the movies on here is nominated for director as well as editing. That's Power of the Dog. I know. Yeah. But Power of the Dog's nominated for a lot of the big categories. I know. I, I This is what I was kind of wanting to hint at, Tristan. I think the best picture is not even like my top five most exciting awards going into the night. Like, I think it's yeah. a clean sweep. I don't want to be Power of the Dog, but it looks so much like it is. Because they're nominated for Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor. Two of them. No, none of the leads though, right? Oh yeah, lead actor. Yeah, lead no. actor. But not supporting. I mean, lead actress, of course, because there's none. Yeah, but it's got so two supporting three. actor. So still, it's a lot of acting noms. Yeah, still two supporting actors, right? Yep. So the four acting noms: directing nom, editing nom, best picture nom, cinematography nom, production design nom. They're all the big categories they're nominated yeah. for. Any category that matters in the slightest. Even freaking original score nominated. It's got all the big awards. It's not like it got one award for like best song or any of those. Like, you know, like not like they're lesser, but they're just less impactful in the overall ceremony. Like it's got every big award it is contending for. It. And it's the only one. Yeah, like all, every film here in editing is not in directing except for Power of the Dog. It's looking tough. Yeah, it's it's looking... It'd yeah. be a pretty big, a, a pretty big blunder if it doesn't win best picture. I would honestly, Tristan, if it loses, it might be like the biggest moment of the night. It would be like I already just it's not even twenty four hours since the nominations. I, I think it's a clean sweep. Like Belfast underperformed in a few of these, including editing, and then I don't believe it got uh, what was the other one? It, it didn't get cinematography, which was a big contender for it, right? So it missed out on two that people were confident it was going to get. Uh, Power of the Dog hasn't missed. It, it, it got all of them. And Power of the Dog is a better movie of the two. Just comparing <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, and that, uh, you know, you know me, Tristan. I actually like Power of the Dog. I think it's a really good movie. I, I don't hate it. I, think, I yeah. think it was very... I don't think it's the best picture of the year. That's Right. I think it's slightly overrated, but it's a good movie. I, I don't think it's a bad one. Yeah. I would say Power of the Dog is similar to me like The King's Speech, where I actually think it's a good movie. And I know people are going to hate me because, you know, they're, they're kind of... Like, they're not special in any way, but I enjoy them. I sit down. I think they're really well made. I think they're really good. Yeah. I have a good time. But, I mean, I feel that's kind of the yeah. way I feel about yeah. most Best Picture winners. Like, I put Nomadland in that category. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I would, even though I really like Nomadland, I would still say it's nothing special in any way. I, I really emotionally connected with the story I was going for and the themes it had. Uh, and so I was very happy that it won. But I agree with you, though, Tristan. It, it's nothing you know, out of this world, like some of these other films. Uh, but I would also say 2020, you know, aside from Sound of Metal, which I thought was actually really great how they used sound in that movie. Uh, aside from that movie, I, I wouldn't say there's anything groundbreaking. So I thought it was a decent win. This I would year, agree. Yeah. It was a bit of a weaker year in general. Yeah. This year, I think there's two movies that I would be very happy would win. And I think are kind of achievements in filmmaking. And that would be Coda, which I just think I just think it's an all around sweet film, maybe not necessarily an achievement in filmmaking, but I thought the it's use of sound. Fantastic movie. Yeah, I thought the It'd use of sound. It's hard for us to find anybody who wouldn't like that movie. Right? How can you not it's like that movie? It's literally universally beloved. It's a beautiful. Film. Everyone would like it. It's so yeah. likable. Yeah, and then the second movie I would say is Dune. I just think Dune really is the first blockbuster in years 
that is just absolutely incredible. And interesting, you know me, I don't even have that film in my top 15 of the year. I, I don't love this movie, but there's no denying the power Dune has as a blockbuster. And I, I think it would be a great win. Those would be the two I would really push forward if I could. Uh, Those but, are the two yeah. I'm 100% supporting right. in every category that they're nominated yeah. for. That's what I'm rooting for. for the best picture. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really surprised you're supporting the exact same two movies I'm rooting for. I, I am too. And, and to be fair, like if Spencer was here, obviously I'd be beating that drum. But I'm yeah. being real here. Those are the two that I think are the most impressive filmmaking-wise. Power of the Dog, though. And there really is no denying it. Um, I, I guess we'll discuss it when we eventually do the big Oscar discussion in a few weeks. But I think Power of the Dog, screenplay-wise, story-wise, I think the film is absolutely incredible. If it wins, hey, it's it's another solid film that we can add to the best picture lineup. I I think it's a it's a really good movie. But I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, I think it's really good. I don't think it's like phenomenal, but I think it's very good. I'd be happy yeah. if it wins. I'd be much happier if it wins than over like Belfast. Yeah, and to be fair, probably the dog is. Uh, I actually think it. I. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm beating the Dune drum. I actually have Power of the Dog higher in my rankings than Dune. Like I, I prefer Power of the Dog as a movie. Oh, absolutely I, it, not. <laughs> Are you kidding go. me? Dune's a masterpiece. Now we can now we can finally disagree. But you know, I'm putting my biases aside. I'm just saying what I think is a great achievement. And I think Dune is, even though I, I personally really like Power of the Dog. I, you know, I think it's winning. I think we can kind of acknowledge that. Yeah, because Dune got only like two less nominations in Power of the Dog, but it's for none of the big ones. None of the ones that people really care about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dune has a lot, but exactly, it has a little... I mean, it's still has, I guess, like production design and, and the uh, editing yeah. and cinematography. And also, uh, Don't Look Up nomination here, which is pretty big. No one thought that was going to get it, but... I like the editing in Don't Look Up. It, it, the editing in Don't Look Up was a um, very unique. It has a very... Adam McKay feel to it. That you yeah, yeah, yeah. It is very Adam McKay. And, and it, is, it is very Adam McKay. And I wouldn't say I necessarily like the editing, but there's no denying that it it's very stylized. Like, this is actually an editing achievement. Well, I wouldn't say, exactly. It's really doing something with yeah. the editing, whereas most movies, the editing just is what it is. Here, exactly. it's really doing something. And I think this is the best of like this kind of style he's done for the big short Vice and Don't Look Up. I think the editing works the best here and Don't Look Up for sure better than it did in Vice. Normally editing the nominations for these uh, for, for this category, like I said, is basically just the movies that the Oscar voters really, really like. And that's why we know which movie's going to end up winning. But it seemed like this year, obviously they, they do like Don't Look Up. It got a lot of nominations. But even Tick, Tick, Boom, which didn't even get Best Picture, but I would say Don't Look Up and Tick, Tick, Boom are at least clearly stylized and at least there's like an editing style to it they like actually these, have the best editing yeah these are actual films i think tick tick boom has editing. the best editing i think tick tick boom should win this category i think tick tick boom's editing was used in a way to create so much anxiety in the yeah. audience particularly in scenes it makes it the tension is increased so high because of the editing i think it deserves it it's not my favorite movie of the five but i think for film editing i i, I think it should win it i don't think it will but yeah it has my it's, it's not gonna win but I agree with you, Tristan. Uh, you know, famously, when we did the podcast, I'm trying not to spoil it because part two is going to be out after this podcast is actually out. But I'm not a huge Tick, Tick, Boom fan. I think the movie is pretty fine. But the two standouts for me is Andrew Garfield and the editing. I think the editing is really good in this film. And uh, that one yeah. song that we all described in the podcast that we love. <laughs> uh, the third highlight. 
Yeah, so I think Tick, Tick, Boom, you know, if it won, it's deserving. But even the fact that it's nominated, I think it's definitely the top five of the year for editing. So I am glad it actually got that. Yeah, I think overall the the Academy did a pretty good job with most of the nominations. Yeah, I thought thought a lot of of very well deserved films been nominated. You know, we just praise them. Let's let's kick him down a bit. Let's quickly talk about international feature, Tristan. I know nothing about this, um, so I'll just go off everything you say. Okay, you can disagree with me. You know, I'm always right. Yeah, I'll just agree with what you say, or just disagree to be a bitch. That's true. So. The international feature, there is really six films that have been competing here. And that is Drive My Car, Flea, Hand of God, Worst Person in the World, Parallel Mothers, and then A Hero. Those are the the top six that are really been getting a lot of nominations. Well, plus Teton, but Teton isn't in the running for this. So we already knew that was out. So we thought it was all between between six movies. And then the Academy... Nominate some movie I've never heard of in my life. Lunana the Yak in the Classroom, which whoever made that movie, uh, they must have woke up at like noon, rolled out of bed, looked at Twitter and said, wait a second, my movie got nominated? Like, I don't think anybody, including the people that made this film, thought this was going to get in. And it did. So I do want to give a shout out to a movie I've never heard of, Lunana. Uh, Good for you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably the reason why you haven't heard of it, like you've heard of the rest of them. The rest of the ones you've heard of, Hand of God is Italian, Flea's Denmark, Drive My Car is Japanese, Worst Person of the World is Norway, even Parallel Mothers, I believe, is Spanish, it seems like. Yeah. Um, these are all, you know, European countries, or Japan's, of course, you know, first world country that has also influence in American culture. This is Luna, a yak in the classroom, it's from Bhutan. I'm pretty good with the uh, like geography and stuff, but even I can't point to Bhutan on a map. I'm not surprised this is a movie that no one's heard of before. It's from a country that I believe most people have barely even heard of before. So it's probably some very small movie that I bet you is actually just legitimately fantastic, and that's why it's on here. Right. So it's always good to see a smaller, I guess, even more indie movie for the international feature film get nominated like this. Yeah. But but here, here's, I just want to quickly, go on, not really rant, but just quickly air out how I feel here. Drive My Car, which I have not seen yet. I've heard it's incredible. This is the one that I was surprised made as much of an impact in these categories as it did. But there was a lot of hype for this movie, Tristan. Like some of the most hype I've seen for any movie. For driving my car, right? Yeah. Yeah, even I've heard that movie way before. I, I was pretty confident that was going to get nominated for Best Picture. That's how much hype I've heard about yeah. Drive My Car. I've heard a lot of talk about Drive My Car. I am very excited to watch it. My only issue, once again, is the runtime. It's uh, even longer than Nightmare Alley. But Tristan, I have heard this film is incredible. And I'm really excited to check it out. Uh, Flea, of course. You know, we've already discussed that movie. Worst Person in the World. I've actually already seen it. It's actually really great. I, I, I think the film's very enjoyable. But... The two that obviously got pushed out here was Parallel Mothers, which got two other nominations. So it didn't get into an international feature, but it got two other nominations uh, for the Oscars here, which is interesting that it didn't break into this. But like Lunana did. It's Quinton here again. A quick editor's note. I did find out, I believe the day after we recorded this, that Parallel Mothers was actually not nominated by the country to be in contention for Best International Feature, so it's not the Oscars' fault that it was not in Best International Feature. It was the country that didn't pick Parallel Mothers, which is crazy. Want to quickly point that out before uh, I get some tweets from you guys? 
Anyways, back to the podcast. And then the one I just want to quickly talk about, A Hero. I actually watched it this weekend, Tristan. I watched it a few days ago. It is one of the best films of 2021, A Hero. Oh, really? If I've I, heard really good things about it. Yeah, it, uh, it came out a week after we made our, we had to make our picks for the 2021 podcast. If it didn't, Tristan. Like, it's technically 2022, but, you know, it, it was in contention for the Oscars here, so we're counting it as 2021. If it came out one week earlier, I would have picked it for the podcast. Tristan, I recommend you watch it. It I is it. really, really good, A Hero. I, I think it's my fifth favorite of the year now. I really like the movie. And so I just watched it, and then, like, two days later, the Oscars come, and I was like, you know what? Give me a hero, baby. I am now team a hero. I just joined the fan club and then it didn't break into an international feature. And that's from my ran Tristan. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's super well known either with the com- with the other countries here. Iran? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But I, so I looked up while you're talking there, Lunana, a class, a yak in the classroom, right? Yeah. This is actually a, uh, a 2019 movie. That was disqualified from the 93rd Academy Award. And so then they resubmitted it the following year. It was shortlisted in December 2021 and became one of the five nominees in February 2022. It was disqualified for some reason last year. even though came, So this movie came out in 2019. Pretty weird, eh? That's pretty weird. Yeah, this isn't even a 2021 movie. I was planning on watching all the international feature nominees. I thought a hero would be there. That's why I watched it. Uh, and I was planning on watching all the international films. So, you know, I guess I might check out Lunana. I guess I might as well fulfill my destiny and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them, I guess. It's about, do you want to know what it's about? Uh, sure. What's it about? About a school teacher in his final year of training. He gets sent to a remote town of Lunana in Northern Bhutan. And he must brave the high altitude and a lack of amenities in a brutal winter. So it's just about this guy going to a remote village to teach kids. Nice. Well, yeah. Good for, good, good for the teacher and, you know, good for Lunana. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyone listening to the podcast, if you haven't seen a hero, it's on Amazon Prime, super easy to get access to. Uh, yeah, I, I recommend it. I thought it, was, I thought it was an incredible film. So we can move on to makeup and hairstyling. You know, just quickly, Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. The, the, the solo nomination for House of Gucci. Only nomination for House of Gucci, yeah. makeup and hairstyling. And also, the only nomination for Coming to America. <laughs> They're one also, the I believe, same. the second nomination for Cruella and Eyes of Tammy Faye. How yeah. does it feel that House of Gucci's tied to Coming to America? Honestly, it feels pretty great. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> It feels pretty deserving, huh? Yeah, honestly, uh, go, uh, I thought I thought there was a clear top ten for the best picture, and I thought you know if one was going to break it, it might be House of Gucci. I thought there was a chance. Uh, little did I know the Academy actually has taste. Who would have thought? Now, how does it feel that Coming to America is also tied with Spencer for most nominees? Yeah, for the same number. Yeah, that's you know that feels less. Probably great feels a little worse now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a little worse. Not gonna lie. Hey, Cruella has doubled the amount of nominations as Spencer. Coming to America, Tristan, has more Oscar nominations than French Dispatcher Green Knight. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it seems fitting. In all fairness, <laughs> Makeup and Hair Sound's always been the wildest of categories. It is yeah. the category that most notoriously was awarded to 
Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad. Speaking of which, the remake of The Suicide Squad, not nominated for any Oscars, so it's for sure not going to win any. So I guess we definitively know which is the better <laughs> Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> it's official. It is official. Them, you know, people say or the one of them an Academy Award winner, so yeah. I guess I know which one's better. One of them made more money, and that same one won some Oscars. Uh, what does this Suicide Squad have? Nothing. Even though I could just rewatch the Suicide Squad like two days ago, it is hilarious. Oh my god, I died laughing. That, that movie is absolutely hilarious. A really, really fun watch, even the second time. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. So we can. Where's put- the screenplay nomination? God damn it. <laughs> so we can quickly talk about score. Don't look up. Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog. I know what, which one you believe is snubbed here, Quentin. Spencer. Where's Spencer? I am so pissed. Spencer, honestly, Dune is probably the best score, definitively, but Spencer, personally, is by far and above the best for me. I love it. It is such a good score. How dare they? I don't know. I don't get it. Parallel Mothers, who once again was not nominated for International Feature. Even that's here. What's going on? Yeah, I really, really like Spencer's score. I thought Spencer's score was one of the best of the year. Nowhere near Dune level, of course, but one of the best (laughs) of the year. So I'm pretty sad not to see it here as well. Encanto's score was, of course, fantastic. But honestly, Power of the Dog and Don't Look Up, neither one of their their scores really uh, struck that big of a chord with me compared to Spencer's. Yeah, it's, it's not even a question. Like but, when I when I was watching Spencer, yeah. the score was one of my favorite parts of the movie. That or Christian Stewart's performance, right. in my opinion, those are, those are the two best parts of the movie, even above the cinematography and the costume design, which, which were both very well done, of course, too. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the score is definitely the second best part about the film. I think the score plays so well with the entire film, and it's the same composer. Uh, did the score for Power of the Dog, uh, Johnny Greenwood. So it would have been pretty cool to see him nominate for two movies this year. It would have been a big year for him. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, well, it really was a big year because he also did the score for Licorice Pizza. So Johnny Greenwood. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. He's, yeah, I think he's done the score. Yeah, I think he's done the score for eight movies now, and three of them were this year. Like, he, he's had a big year. Yeah, it's a huge year for him. And whether he got the nomination or not, not his score for Spencer was phenomenal incredible yeah and i thought power of the dog and licorice pizza were also two really good scores i like them but i don't really know if either of them would have been in my five personal scores for the year i agree Encanto and dune are definitely up there you know uh, some great scores this year you've seen parallel mothers right i have not no oh okay i was wondering how the score was in that no i haven't seen i i have heard the score is good i have heard the film itself is very good People really like oh. that movie. That's the one with Penelope Cruz in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Any of these songs you want to talk about, Tristan? I don't know much about songs. I don't really have much to add. Um, these songs, my two favorite songs of the year weren't nominated. Surprise, surprise. Those being a uh, Beat My Own Drum and a uh, Surface Pressure. But mm. instead they went with Dos Orangatias. Which that's not even like the big song from the movie. Don't tell, don't don't talk about Bruno is a big one from Canto. So I'm surprised to see that's the one they picked. Yeah, service pressure. I really, the only yeah. song here I remember, I actually remember from the movie is "No Time to Die," which I did really enjoy. That's probably my favorite of the five nominated. 
Um, I don't really like that song, but I don't really remember any other song that's here. I, I don't remember any of the rest of them. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember the one from Encanto. I don't know what Dose. No, that, that one, I remember so many songs from Encanto, but not that one. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know who that one, one is. Yeah. But I agree with you. Service Pressure is the best of the year. They should have had that there. Service Pressure is the best. I also really like Beat My Own Drum. Even Don't Talk About Bruno, it would easily be third. And then probably maybe No Time to Die after that. No Time to Die is really good. I do like that one. Be Alive. I don't know. Even Down to Joy, I'm pretty sure. Those are both just like credit songs. Yeah. I hate it when songs from just credits win. That's not a song in a movie. Give it to a song that's part of the film. And No Time to Die, sure, it's just the opening credits. But that's always a big opening credit montage for all the Bond movies. It's very much part of the Bond movie experience. So I give that, yeah. you know, it's a different different thing in my mind than just the end credit song. That everyone's oh, for sure. walking out of the theater, you know, as it's playing. You still sit there and listen to the entirety of the No Time to Die song as you're watching the movie. It's not just like you get up and leave or turn the TV off as soon as it starts. What was your thoughts on the Look Up snub from uh, Ariana Grande? Oh, yeah, she had a song on that one, didn't she? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised to see it not here and a little disappointed to see it not Why are we giving these to credit songs and not to real performances from movies that are big Oscar contender movies like Don't Look Up and a performance that, from my memory, is fairly well done, even though I can't quite remember the song too, too well. Yeah, do you want to hear a hot take, Tristan? I don't think they should count credit songs. If I you, agree. It, yeah. Credit songs shouldn't be nominated. And, you know, another hot take. I don't think there's that many good original songs in movies. Lower this down to three. You know, they, something, they used to have categories that only had three if they didn't have that many I good agree. contenders. Just make it three and pick actual songs. If it's a credit song, it doesn't count. Get out of here. I'm allowed to be up to five, but you know what's really ridiculous, Quentin? Can you think of a year in past history that's had... I got... I guess all the musicals, I was to talk about all the musicals we've had this year. We've got a lot of really great musicals. But I guess most of those weren't original songs, eh? Right. Yeah, that's why they don't care. Like Tick, Tick, Boom, West Side Story, In the Heights. Those were all based on pre-existing musicals. Ben, um, Dear Evan Hansen, those were all pre-existing musicals. So they wouldn't count for original. But, but still, for, for a um, year of this many great movies, why isn't there no song from Annette nominated here? Yeah, Annette... Or a lot of those movies intentionally have one new song added uh, to be exactly. the contender. And none, none of those, those are in here, right? Like, you know, Dear Evan Hansen sucks, so that makes sense. But, like, even In the Heights, it has one individual song, I believe. And same with Tick, Tick, Boom. I could be wrong, but I thought they still had one individual song. I could be wrong. Yeah, why, why aren't those being nominated here? Why is it credit song? Whatever happened to the Coda song? The song that she sings in... The performance is an original song. Uh, it was in contention, and to be fair, it did not have any steam at all. It was not really in any other pre... It wasn't in any like the big prerequisite uh, nominations beforehand. So I, I, I was always confused why that one never had steam either. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, I think these nominations for original score are really, really bad. I don't like Kylie P picking credit songs. No more credit songs. If They have to bring it down to three instead of always doing the five for some years. But on a year like this year, they shouldn't have to. We had a lot of really great original songs and movies this year that they just chose not to not to nominate for whatever reason. But an interesting fact here, Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't get the director nom for Tick, Tick, Boom, but he did get the nom here for Dos Orientas, the song from Encanto. And he already has an Emmy, a Grammy, and a Tony. So if he wins this, he'll have the EGOT. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, very impressive. It's possible. This is a pretty weak group. It, it, it is very possible. I, I do think it's between that or No Time to Die. I think if they put surface pressure, it would have been a slam dunk. I, I agree. I think Encanto supported the wrong song. 
I think if they pick Don't Talk with Bruno, it'll be a slam dunk. With how much impact that has on the cultural zeitgeist right now, I think that would be the slam dunk. Surface Pressure, I think, is the best song, but I think Don't Talk with Bruno would have been the the guaranteed win in this category. Yeah. It would have been a slam dunk win, and I don't know why they, they chose this one over that one. I'm going to go back and listen to that song right after this podcast now just to see how it compares to the other Encanton music that I, as of now, prefer for sure. Yeah, and let's clarify. If, obviously, this Encanto song loses, it's Disney's fault that... Yeah, uh, 100%. Lin, yeah, that Lin-Manuel Lin- 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 Miranda didn't get the EGOT. He was, like, it, it's, on, yeah, it's their fault he loses the EGOT. It is their fault because... He, she should get it, you know, and, and I feel like I don't give enough credit to Lin-Manuel Miranda. I thought his directing was pretty great for Tick, Tick, Boom. I think, the directing Tick, Tick, Boom was very well done. Yeah, I think the oh editing in that film, which is obviously uh, with help to his style, was fantastic. And I think Encanto had some really great songs. So, he, you know what? He's worthy of the EGOT. He should get best song. Yeah. He just picked the wrong song. I don't I don't think this does or... Re- I don't think... You know, I don't even know what that song is. I've never heard of it in my life. I don't think that should win, but that's on Disney. They 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 had they a backed slam the wrong dunk. horse. Disney that was yeah. this was the song they pushed, and I, I heard they weren't pushing "Don't Talk About Bruno" way earlier on in the, the Oscar campaign. And I'm like, that's stupid. They're gonna switch to "Don't Talk About Bruno" halfway through this campaign. They're gonna realize that's the bigger song. That's the song that's gonna win. And I guess they never swapped horse to push "Don't Talk About Bruno" instead, and they kept pushing this one. And then they did get the nom, but I don't know if they'll get the win. Sound. Oh, we can quickly talk about it. Belfast, yeah, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Pretty good group here. Um, yeah, Belfast is the yeah. big surprise to me. I don't quite remember the sound being any about them. Yeah. And once again, sound was an early one, and supporting actress was an early one with Judy Dench. So at this point, I was prepared for Belfast to have like 12 with Power of the Dog. Like This was, I believe, the second or third of the morning. So, yeah, you're right. So it seemed like it would have had a good, a good yeah. Run so when here. Belfast popped up for sound, I was like, oh my gosh, Judy Dench and sound. I've never heard these two for Belfast. This is going to be huge, but it kind of whimpered out in the second half of the nominations. Yeah, we're nominated. It is interesting of the big block, big blockbuster movies to give sound to. They give it to No Time to Die and Dune. Dune, of course, being the Oscar, right. you know, fan favorite for the big blockbuster movies. But No Time to Die is interesting. They give it to that one over, you know, F9 or any of the Marvel movies that came out this year. Hear me out. I'm not... They're right. Obviously, you know, I, I like... I agree. With, I would agree. I think they are right. Yeah, honestly, you I know... I thought Eternals was a pretty good yeah. sound design, but yeah. uh, No Time and, to Die was probably... And obviously, I'm a big fan of No Time to Die. I, I think it's a really well-made blockbuster. I think the sound in that film is really good. So I think this was a surprising nomination. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with No Time to Die here. I'm happy with Power of the Dog here as well. I, I do think... This- for like all of like the Oscar, you know, the big Oscar favorites to win, I think it's better, better than Belfast or yeah, I haven't seen Liquor Speedy yet. Which yeah, I think uh, obviously me and you are going to be defenders here. I think Coda was a big snub. It was not a big contender. Yeah, that's to begin way with. better than Belfast for sure. Yeah, it was no not a big contender to begin with, but the use of silence to make that impact by the second half. Of the I movie. think silence should be considered, you know, as a factor in sound design a lot more than it oh, is. Oh yeah, well, to I be feel fair, like people don't understand how silence yeah. is a big thing. Yeah, and to be fair, last year Sound of Metal won because of that. So, like, they, they acknowledge well, it so was, was A Quiet Place even nominated for sound? Because can uh, you tell me that there's a better movie that came out that year that had a better sound design? Uh, the first Quiet Place was, obviously, this year. That's what I'm talking about, the very first. Was it, was it nominated? Well, there, back then there was two sound categories. It was nominated for one. Right, okay, you're right. Because they had editing and mixing. 
Yeah, part and I was hoping part two would sneak in. I knew it had no buzz, so I didn't think it would, and it didn't. No. But once again, the sound in that, to be fair, I think it was used less well compared to it the first. It wasn't as good. At, yeah. The sound design the first was significantly better. Yeah. So I would even really call it a snub. It just would have been a good nomination. Yeah, I would have liked to see it on there. And, and here's one that I don't think, you know, I don't necessarily love the nominations here. Visual effects. We have Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Chongxi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, Dune is the, the one that's the most deserving. It had to be here. Yeah. That one was a no-brainer. Dune was awesome. Um, yeah, Dune, Dune, Dune's the winner, right? Dune, Dune's, there's no question. It's a done deal. Dune it's deal. It's a Dune deal, if you will. Yeah. I'm surprised that Free Guy, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man all made it. I kind of expected maybe they'd give it to one of them. Yeah. Probably not both Shang-Chi and Spider-Man, but I don't really hate, like, what, what movie do you think should have been on here? So I think Free Guy's a pretty fun nom. I, I like that yeah. one a lot. And even though I'm a big defender of No Time to Die, and I think it's a great blockbuster, I think the visual effects is good in it. It's fine. Yeah, is it, is it an Oscar nomination? Well, now it is. I don't know if it necessarily had to be. Uh, Chang-Chi, I thought the visual effects really aren't that great. Uh, and then I think Spider-Man No Way Home is just straight up bad. I don't think the I don't really like the visual effects in Spider-Man No Way Home. There's so many things I like about that movie. I think the visual effects is so bland. It's just it's, just, it's the same effects that they had in all the previous movies. There's literally nothing added to anything in this movie. Question: um, His electricity is yellow. Now. Oh, it's now yellow. You're right. They changed the color. That that's a good point. How freaking dare you? Yeah. So I, I think Chang-Chi and Spider-Man are kind of on the weaker side. I think Eternals, if you had to go Marvel, uh, has some better visual effects. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised that it was Eternals that wasn't on here. Of, like, yeah. the four and then the other two I want to throw out, obviously, you know, uh, this is already out in the part one of the podcast, but I'm a defender of Matrix 4. I think the visual effects in that movie is really good. Obviously, there's some scenes that are messy visually, but there's other scenes where the effects is really good. I think where they're stuck in the sky is stunning. I think when he enters the Matrix the first time, uh, I thought the transition was really cool. But and it then, got really muddy with all the different like Agent Smiths in that scene. I thought it got real muddy. There yeah. are part, I think there are parts of Matrix 4 when the, it looked actually bad. Yeah, that's fair. And to be fair, I guess in that aspect, it is kind of like Chang-Chi, where I think there's some scenes yeah, that are really good. And then some scenes that are really messy. I, I would agree it's on the same par as Chang-Chi. I, I think it has higher highs than Chang-Chi. Uh, but I think it might actually have lower lows. I think it might be like a more dramatic version of Chang-Chi. Like, I think there's some really gorgeous shots in Matrix 4. Some of the nicest of the year. But I agree. I, I think the especially the, the second half of the movie, aside from the... Yeah, there are part, in, I agree. The parts that looked really good, but there are parts that actively looked bad. Yeah. And I think that kind of just takes out of running for me. That's fair. I would still have it in my top five just because I think there are some really good shots. But the one contender here, Tristan, that is the second best visual effects except for Dune, in my opinion, and that's going to be Godzilla v. Kong. Oh, you're right. That was this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge snub. That yeah. absolutely I think that I think the visual effects in that film is actually stunning. I Yeah, it, they were impeccable. Yeah. It, it looks fantastic. Insane. Yeah. So I, I thought that... I thought it was on the bubble. I thought it was possible and unfortunately didn't make it. And I'm a little I'm a little bummed. I thought it was awesome, the effects in that. You gotta lay some respect on their name of Donkey Kong. King Kong, I mean. Donkey Kong. Hey Tristan, that that's next year for the Mario movie. Next year. And it's gonna get in for sure. <laughs> Seth right. Rogen playing Donkey Kong. That'd be yeah. fantastic. 
And then the uh, and then the screenplay ones, uh, we can quickly talk about these. Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog for Adapted. And then for original, we have Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. There is a foreigner film in both right yeah. screenplay categories. Is that the first one that's happened? That's pretty interesting. Good question. I don't know if that's the first. I don't, I would say no. I think 2018 had uh, Shoplifter in one and then Roman the other, but it could be wrong. Shoplifter in one? Not, was, or was Cold War nominated that year? I think Cold War was the year, I think two years before. Oh, it could be, I, I think I, the year mixed up a lot. Yeah, and to be wrong, I could be wrong as well, but I, I'm sure this isn't the first time. I think I would have maybe heard of that online by now if that was the case. But still, I think I think they kind of kill it. I think these are some really good screenplay noms. I'm really happy to see Coda here for Adapted. Yeah. Even though, honestly, I thought that was prior to like looking up you know, the buzz for this campaign season, I thought that was an original screenplay. I had no idea that was based on a book. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these I'm shocked. I didn't know Drive My Car was adapted either. Yeah. Dune, of course, was. Yeah. Happy to see that here, though. Happy to see Dune getting the nom. I'm also happy that Don't Look Up got the nom as well. I like the screenplay in that. I, I think they killed it. I haven't seen Belfast, and that's the one I might be the most iffy on. But being the Ricardos was a big contender here, and it didn't get it. Uh, worst person in the world got it instead, which I think was really great. That a film about Hollywood lost to an international film that is actually a really well-written script. I think we kind of got to start giving more acknowledgement to the Oscars. I feel like they get a lot of flack for being very pro-Hollywood. That, that That's a big move, that uh, foreign film that, you know, you wouldn't think a lot of them have seen that is a really good script, beat out being the Ricardos. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to give something... And I think I'll give the screenplay... I like being the Ricardos more as a movie over Belfast, screenplay-wise. I think I'd probably... So, yeah, those are the screenplay nominations. Uh, let's get into the big award here, Tristan. Obviously, you know, we, we might already know the winner of this category uh, from what we've already discussed, but we can at least discuss the nominations. For Best Picture, we have Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. All right. What was the biggest surprise for you for this for this list? I know my biggest surprise. Yeah, my biggest surprise, because I thought this was a pretty slam dunk nomination. I thought there was going to be 10 noms that were set in stone. I was very comfortable with saying this was going to be a clear 10, and it wasn't. I thought for sure... Tick, Tick, Boom was getting in, especially when it got the editing nom, Tristan. I thought it was a slam dunk. And then I thought yeah. that being the Ricardos was going to get in. I thought those two were just, you know, very Hollywood, making it through the industry. Like, you know, these are movies they would like, both of those films. And the two that I did not see coming was Nightmare Alley and Drive My Car. I was very surprised. So that's the thing I thought. I thought Drive My Car was going to get in. I was actually pretty confident Drive My Car was going to get in. I thought Nightmare Alley had no chance. I didn't think that was even a contender in talks for Best Picture. I thought the 10th spot was a fight between Tick, Tick, Boom or Being the Ricard. I, I thought one of those two would get in, but not the other. That was kind of my thinking for the top 10. And the other eight, I, I think, were fairly obvious for most people. I've heard a lot of buzz for Driving My Car, obviously. I heard it's I one heard of the best films I heard more of the buzz year. for Driving My Car 
then I have for like Power of the Dog or Belfast. <laughs> I see more people just talking about Drive My Car than a yep. lot of the lot of the movies on this list. Yeah. Especially as we're getting closer, like later in the off, I started hearing more and more buzz about it. When I started hearing less and less about movies like Don't Look Up and Licorice Pizza and even Dune, I started hearing less and less talk about. It. So I, I was feeling pretty good that it was going to get a uh, the last last couple week push there at the end. Yeah, and Drive My Car, as you said, picked up a lot of steam near the end. Uh, it was starting to get a lot of. Traction. Have you seen it yet? I have not. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason why I haven't, and the reason why I thought this wouldn't be a big contender here, and I thought it for sure wasn't getting it. I was very confident this was just some hype from the Twitter verse of, you know, real film buffs loving this movie, hoping that this would happen, but I, I didn't think it would because it's over three hours long and it's a foreign film about just Yeah, two I knew people, it's a long one. Yeah, in a car which I've, I've heard it's a very great in-depth look of these two characters and really about society as a whole. I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard nothing but incredible things. I'm very excited to see this movie, but I was not at all anticipating this to be a, a Best Picture nomination just because, as I said, you know, I thought they'd be more about Hollywood being the Ricardos, you know, an hour and 40 minute flick compared to a Instead, they'd be really like three hour movies. Both the ones they pick are real long. Yeah. And to be fair, there is a bit of a stat that the best picture winners are always very long. So, you know, I guess it kind of continues that. They, they like long movies. They like lengthy films. Yeah. Might I also just add that we're talking about this, that Inside was for any Oscars, including best original song. But you can't say it did not fucking deserve to get in there for best original song. Yeah, I think that was a damn shame. Well, to be fair, it, it, it's not eligible, right? Why isn't it? It's considered a comedy special, so it's not really. Yeah, I think it's considered a TV special. Yeah, even though it most definitely, I think, deserved for, for at least and, for original song. And you know original what? Yeah, song, yeah, here's my here's my thing, Tristan. Okay. Yeah, I don't think this should. I, I don't think it should have been eligible for any award. But you know what? Original song is so fucking pathetic like come on there hasn't been a single year where i sat there yeah. and went yeah those five were all good there hasn't been a single year i thought that at this point i remember in what what was it 2020 we were discussing the absolutely garbage nominations of original song and i remember telling you tristan you know what hamilton shouldn't be allowed in any of these categories because it's not really an actual film but you know what when original song is always so weak Throw in five Hamilton songs. Why not? Throw yeah, in five. Well, Hamilton won't yeah. count because they weren't original. They're based on the music. Oh, yeah. Well, that's five. true, too. But, like, Inside. Throw but in Inside, five. Inside, they're yeah. all original. Yeah. Throw in five Inside songs at this point. Honestly, it's so it's such a weak category. They should either get rid of it, really limit it to, like, two or three spots. Like, whatever. Like, limit it to the amount of spots that I have I don't good. want them to do that because, one, I really like the category and, like, music and film in general. And, two, my favorite part of the Oscars, and I know I'm alone on this, <laughs> are the musical performances in between the movies from in between the awards from all the uh, the best best song contenders? I love how they have a live performance. I know everyone else hates it, but I love it. I don't want them to get rid of it. Yeah, well, that's fair. It is a fun part of the ceremony, but I agree with you, Tristan. Either. But could you imagine yeah. if they had Bo Burnham live performing yeah, one of his songs great. was nominated? Yeah, just nominate I... better songs. Uh, so that's the 10 best picture nominations, and that's the Oscar nominations as a whole. I've only seen six of the 10 best picture nominations. I, I've only seen like half, and I've seen 90 movies this year. You've only seen, I, really, I, it might have been better than you then for best picture. I've, I have to see four. I've seen six. I thought I was doing really good. I'm like, yeah. yeah. 
when the noms come out, I only have to watch like one or two and I'd be caught up. And then, nope, it's all the ones I didn't watch. Yeah, yeah, so I'm tied with you. Um, and to be fair, I thought Nightmare Rally and Drive My Car were not contenders. And I thought being the Ricardos and Tick, Tick, Boom were. So I thought I only had two left to watch. Like, I yeah, was I was the exact same way. I watched both of those two. I thought I also only had two left. You having Belfast and me having Licorice Pizza because I haven't seen yeah. that one yet. Yeah, and then we both have West Side Story. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought I was almost done. The has got added to Disney Plus sometime soon. Yeah, I imagine it has to be added soon. Um, I don't know when it is. I don't think there's an official date yet, but you think You don't think they're going to want it on there before the Oscars. Obviously, there's a date now. It is the first week of March on Disney+. Plus. So, you know, we got a few weeks for you know to watch these four movies we got to see. Yeah, I got lots of time. Well, I got to watch these four and a hero, so... That's right. That's right. And I gotta watch these four, and uh, yeah, I want to watch more of the international. And I also watch Flea. That's the other big one I want to watch if I can find it. Some I'll be able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Really tough to find. I agree. It's kind of you know, kind of tough to find. Still only a limited release, and I barely even get like wide release movies here where I live, so I don't get limited releases for sure. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even get uh, Licorice Pizza. No, no, we didn't get Licorice Pizza. We did get West Side Story though, Uh, but I was. (laughs) Locked yeah. up for that, so I never saw it. Yeah, well, hopefully Liquor Pizza comes out in time, too. I, I hope so. I'm going to find a way to watch it, for sure. I watch all the Oscar noms before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think the Oscars did pretty good this year, you know, considering... I'm pretty happy with a lot of the noms here. I would like Coda to get a But I'm happy with the amount of noms that Dune got. I think got a lot. It got all the ones I, I thought it deserved. Yeah, so obviously, I want more love for Spencer and Mouse, but, you know, of the contenders this year, I, I thought they kind of spread the love a bit. So so that's everything on our end, guys. Have a fantastic day.